0: balls to Yo, yo! Welcome to NS Nine Post Game Show, the Hodge Pot of Nothingness, on Pittsburgh Baseball. Now I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, as always, <laughs> always, my guy, always, man, Tyler Sweeney. What's up? It's over. It's over.
1: It's over. Just, um?
0: I feel like we need like the uh, some celebration video going on here. Some yeah. stuff should be like dropping down. We made it. We outlasted. I don't know how we. This should be more of a talk about us. How do we do this? Only Tyler. How can I make this about us?
1: Exactly. <laughs> how do we survive this?
0: I don't know, but we did. It was tough. It was trying, especially when one of our co-hosts decided he's he's not going to no, do it anymore. No you know, he's a, he's
1: a he's vacationer.
0: Yeah, Jim's a platoon guy. Yeah, he's, he's like the a Jack Zwinski.
1: Uh, it's like if i'm home i might be on
0: basically and he's always away exactly the difference though is when jim's on he's certainly not like the fourth best host in in the league well yeah he's still very low low quality
1: no he's terrible right he's from kentucky what do we expect what a dork. please plays Let's, FIFA.
0: I know. Who doesn't play Chell? What a weirdo. Guess what, Tyler? What's up? From this moment on. We can actually play video games. <laughs> <laughs> it's NHL time, baby. God.
1: Can't wait to play video games again.
0: It's so funny because I hate hockey. I don't say I hate it, but I don't watch hockey ever. Yeah. But boy, oh boy, do I like playing it.
1: It's fun. But I'm just, look, I'm excited for the next step of the Pirates. We knew what this was, and now we're at the point where it's just exhausting having to deal with this. I'm ready to get to the offseason. I want to talk about the next step. I don't want to have to keep watching this.
0: And, like, that was a problem for us because we felt next year was what this year was going to be. Yeah, what we hope next year will be again because we've been we've been hoodwinked once before. <laughs> so, right, um, we we thought this year was going to be that year. We thought this year was going to be like the exciting part. We're closer to that next step, and and we didn't really get that. We got the 100, and, 100 lost season. Yeah. Yep, we got the jo- the the Josh Van meters. We got the Oshis. We got and keep going down the list. Unfortunately. And uh, this is the first year we did a post-game show after every game. So that was fun. I mean, to be honest, though, I enjoyed this. Yeah. It's just, you know, it would be nice if the games were fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a grind. Um, You did mention what we expected coming into this year. Just something I think I kind of want to touch on because I don't know that we really want to discuss this game that much. It's the last one of the year but we can and we will for those that are like listening that
0: want to hear that stay tuned. We will.
1: We'll get, but Josh or God, Josh Van meter. Jason Mackey did apparently say that he expects the Pirates spend 20 to 30 million in free agency this year. I don't know if I see that. I think it is very necessary, but I don't know if I see it.
0: Can I touch on that a little bit? Yeah, And I did on Twitter as well. And this is more of an off-season. And this will be when our friend Ethan comes on. We'll definitely dive
1: more it's into the it. the last game of the year. What are we going to talk about?
0: Well, I mean, it's the off-season. We have a lot to talk about. And we have to yeah. drag out this throughout the whole off-season. So Correct. with that being but said, though... This
1: was a thought from today.
0: I just want to make this thing clear. <clears throat> and as we talked about on the show, this team can become... We're not looking for competitive. We're looking for competent, right? And this team can be competent with just 20, 30 million dollars. I mean, you can actually with that addition to what there is now, see a baseball team that's worth watching. That's you're surrounding the young guys to grow with, you know, and that such. But let's make this clear. Saying you're going to spend 20 to 30 million dollars in free agency. Don't, 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 don't get the mindset because that the way that's worded and the way your mind thinks, don't think this payroll is being added by twenty or thirty million dollars. That's the big thing right there is the adding. What, it's not what adding. You spent last year in free agency was about fifteen million dollars. Andrew losing Polanco is three million this year. So to spend twenty million is pretty much a wash on what the payroll was this year. So that's that's also a key. The way that's worded. And, and this isn't on Mackey by any means. Like that—that's his like his source, and they'll, they'll do. But don't let the Pirates spin it as of we're going to add twenty to thirty million dollars in payroll. They're basically staying the same And doing that. But yeah. with that said, in staying the same next year with the talent they have currently coming up and the elimination of the terrible talent they've had, they should still be able to improve.
1: No, that's. That's an absolutely fair point. Adding and spending are two completely different things. Um, One thing I think to slightly touch on is that I think the Pirates are 13 and like maybe 18 in September when they actually decided that they were going to stop playing absolutely god awful players all the time. 13 and 18 at this point. If we can if they would stretch that out over a season where it's the actual young guys developing, it's probably gonna improve a bit. Right. And I'm I mean, I'm going off like my drunken bathroom last night. So I'm kind of guessing here, but it might be 13 and 19. Either way, it wasn't a bad September, and they didn't have the Yoshis or the Josh Van Meters of the World and they didn't have – well, they had the Bryce Wilsons, but there was some development with their arms.
0: Yes. And, again, to be optimistic, that was with the worst bullpen in baseball in the month of September, and that can quickly and easily be corrected as well. So that's why I'm getting at – there's some chatter of, like, you know, how can this team really get that much better with the 20-30 million? You can easily do it. I mean, again, just adding a competent first baseman probably gives you five wins because you're not having a negative three war first base situation now going into next year if you do that, you know? And then with the bullpen, just adding a bit, like you're seeing with the September brought, adding a few pieces around that, and then you're still having the prospects of ND come up, Quinn Priester, you know, Michael Burrows, potentially Henry and, and Gonzalez, you know? So like, and I'm not saying they're going to be good, especially right away. And we still have from oh, no, Cruz, but... There is that potential, and you want to see those guys. So I'm more interested in seeing all five of those guys I mentioned potentially fail or struggle, opposed to watching Josh VanMeter fail and struggle. So that's why I feel like you can easily be a very competent team by adding a 23, 20 to thirty million dollars next year um, in, in this situation right now.
1: And I think we've kind of talked about it. I don't, I don't think that this team is that far away from being competitive. I just don't think they will do enough to be competitive. I think there's enough there that there are enough okay players or good players coming up and in the pipeline. There's enough there that they can be competitive. It's just, they refuse to do so.
0: That's the best way of putting it. I mean, they did essentially refuse and it kind of, leads to the quotes that you hear from Derek Shell Oman asked about the 100 loss season, and he says it doesn't matter because it didn't matter. Like, wins and losses did not matter this year, and it's not so much of because, well, it was about development and it didn't matter. It just simply didn't matter because, like, that wasn't a focus at all.
1: No. We, we literally did not matter. It to
0: be bad. We needed to because we want to go ahead and get the, the best odds for the best traffic, um, and we refused to add on this year. And you can question if that was the right move or not, which we certainly have been doing. Um, but we'll have a question here, Anthony. He does say, what's the longest contract they'll sign this offseason, either free agency or extension? I mean, this is, a, this is an offseason question, but let's just spitball here.
1: I think two years. I don't think they touch anybody. I think they're still in rebuilding mode.
0: Free agency, I'm with you. I could max see a two-year thing. And it's probably it probably is like a one year with an option. It's like a Vogelbach deal. You know, it's like a one year with an option. But I will say this. Brian Reynolds like essentially has to sign an extension this offseason. It it almost like it has to be done because I'm still in that mindset of with the uncertainty of Brian Reynolds, why is he a pirate? And I know you don't want to hear that. I'm not saying you personally, people listening, but like that's just the failure of this situation, you keep prolonging this rebuild, which keeps narrowing the window of having a Brian Reynolds. Which means if you're not extending him, then why has he been here? And this off season, like I said, like you're one step closer. And if it's not done this off season, you're heading into next season where we already have the arbitration issues. Like you got to go into that process again. And, yes, you could certainly do it next year as well. But to me, it almost seems like the timing adds up. If you look at the Pirates' side, mm-hmm. last year is coming off of a six-win season. This year, you know what? It wasn't as good. Maybe now's the time to capitalize. For Brian Reynolds, was coming off of a six-win se- six-win season. This year, maybe not so hot. So maybe now's the time to capitalize. So like maybe today it makes sense for them to say, you know what, let's hash this out.
1: No, it's It definitely has worked into the Pirates' favor, I think The entire extension thing And really everything that's played out With the two-year buyout of the arbitration It's worked probably more in their favor Where he's not that, like, five-when guy mm-hmm. So, now's as good as time as ever And, like, we we've went back and forth on this all the time If they're gonna continue... He's just working this rebuild. There's no reason for him to be here.
0: Right. And I just want to clarify. So, Anthony says Reynolds is signed through next year. So, I'm already in offseason mode. So, when I say about next year, I'm already talking 2024. Yes, yeah, so He's not worried about signing anything this, this year as in 2023. So, yeah. When I did say next year, it was meant for
1: 2024. But even then, we're at an arbitration number that they're not going to pay.
0: Oh, I mean, they would pay it. I mean, I mean they're, gonna, they're going to pay it, but no, they will trade him him if,
1: if that at the number he will get, that will trade him because they're the pirates.
0: I mean, I disagree
1: They're the. Pirates. I don't think it's the arbitration number.
0: I think it's if they don't get an extension done, because at that point in time, oh, if you yeah, can't get an extension true. done. Then you're, you're trading him
1: potato, potato.
0: Sure. Sure. Whatever. Okay. Um, Anything else before you want to talk about the game? No, let's just talk about the game so we can go play PlayStation. All right. So uh, I guess we can talk it off with starting with Oviedo as we typically do. Oviedo let off he started of the game. He lasted four innings, two earned run, one strikeout, five hits. It wasn't like this wasn't a cap that you wanted to see heading into the, the offseason. Again, not that what today he did means a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. Going back to our Anduar talk. But like you mentioned, this is the last moment you see. It's the offseason. It's It's very small sample, so it's probably going to get a, a big part of his talk, any of it. So I don't know. Like, what what were your thoughts
1: today with Oviedo? He's a reliever. I really I really don't have much more to add. I I understand why he should come into next year and get the opportunity to be a starter, and on no planet should he not be on the major league club next year, but he's a reliever. I think he's shown enough to just be a reliever. Yeah.
0: I, I Again, like I think what I'm going to say here too just encapsulates the whole point. Today's star doesn't change anything. And I, I think he's a reliever again all along. I, I think he's a reliever, but it's just the way this team is going to be set up and going into this off season and probably how it comes out of the off season into the spring training that he's going to get a shot and he should get a shot. And that's all. I mean, I'm going to give him an opportunity to start, but I don't think he is a starter.
1: If, if Oviedo starts next year in the rotation, that means either the pirates failed completely in the offseason or he showed a ton in spring training. That's the good way of putting it. There's not a middle ground there. Either they they failed or they really
0: excelled (laughs) because they developed them. They
1: they either knocked it out of the park, signing starters, or they just completely failed. Because if he's going to get a shot and actually open the season in the rotation, he must have shown something more than he has shown.
0: Agree. And there's going to be options. You got Rowan You have Mitch Keller. There's JT Brubaker. If if Ortiz comes in, he's look. I mean, he's also going to get a shot, and I would I would assume Ortiz is probably going to be above the pecking order just from what we've seen out of him. Than Oviedo, you imagine they sign a a starter. I mean, there's good reason to believe that he would start in the bullpen. I mean, but I'm going like to give
1: you him said Brubaker, Keller, uh, Contreras, Ortiz. And then Oviedo, that's not pretty to me. It needs to be an Ortiz and Oviedo battle with Brubaker in there. Probably sign one or two. And if Oviedo beats those guys out, then there's probably problems or Oviedo actually looks like he could do this.
0: Agree. Agree. So today doesn't help his battle to say he's a starter. Um, But again, ultimately doesn't really anything but at the end of the day 3.21 era he has a season and uh um does anything as well maybe change your mind on the cantana trade no. no
1: no i mean i i'm gonna shit on that until like i die mainly just because they included chris stratton and that just annoys me
0: Okay, It's just annoying. The Stratton part did for me as well, and I made sure to kind of point out that the other nights when Stratton yeah. came in because he has done well yeah, with good. the Cardinals, which I think we all kind of agreed with. Uh, you you, gonna you, happen. and I, I think, especially. I don't know if yeah. Jim was really on board with it. I don't but, think Jim likes Stratton that much. No, but I just I didn't like it at all. And he kind of proved and showed that he, he did exactly what we felt he would do. He Pitched well for the Cardinals and he's going to the postseason. Yep. And there you go. Don't think you need to be a sweetener in any deal, but it is what it is at this point. All right. So Oviedo pitches for um, Pirates. Don't have a lead at that point in time. Do we want to go down the rest of the the bullpen? That I mean, they did their job today. Sure. So, Fernandez so the last comes chance in. to do their job. Good for them. <laughs> the last chance. And then, well, they did it, Tyler. But yeah, Fernandez comes in. He pitches one. No strikeouts, no hits, but a walk. So we had a, the ex cardinals duo, right? We had Oviedo and Fernandez in there. Ben Benuelos comes in for his last outing as a Pirate. Well, this year, I should say. 1.2 innings, three strikeouts. He looked decent. Doesn't mean he's good, but he has been one of the better pitchers in this bullpen. Uh, and then Pat Mears, 1.1. I said Pat Mears, Yes. It's Pat Mears. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Mears comes in 1.1 1. 1, one hit, one strikeout, and then Ramirez caps off, gets the save, his first save, one inning pitched. Um I'll, I'll, to me, those guys, whatever. Um, Mears, welcome back. Pitch effectively back to back nights. I don't know what's in his future, but welcome back and you did your job.
1: I mean, if more than one of those guys are in the bullpen next year on opening day, there's a problem. That means you did nothing again. Because that's a group of guys that aren't good. That just happened to get the job done today.
0: Yeah. I I see nothing in Ramirez. Like, if there's a reason why he was DFA'd.
1: You know what I love about this? <laughs> like, I watch you and Jim every now and then, and you'll throw it off to him. And I'll just go, they're bad. And then Jim will, like, exp- he'll just go into this deep dive into, yeah, well. And you look at him, and it'll take him 10 minutes to get to them not being bad or to them being bad. I'll just tell you they're bad. And I'm probably wrong a lot of the times.
0: But I'm I just, just going
1: straight to them being bad. <laughs> I don't need the numbers. They're bad.
0: You know, and this is kind of why we gloss over the bullpen a lot of games. Like, we'll talk about the starter, and we just go down the bullpen line, and then we talk about the offense. Because, yeah, like, I just feel like there's not enough in the bullpen to talk about. Now, there's some that are bad, and maybe, like, how you talk about Jim, like, but they're warranted a talk. It's like, yeah, they're bad, but I see something. And maybe if you squint hard enough, they might not be bad later. I ain't squinting and shit. Ramirez, he's bad. Fernandez, yep. he throws hard. He's bad stuff. But that's a 2022 MLB reliever. Yeah. Good for you. So, okay. I'm not... I mean, there's a reason he was DFA'd by the Cardinals also. uh ben Welos, he's one... Like, if I squint hard enough... He sucks. Maybe he's on the opening day, and I might be okay with that. And, of course, he's also a lefty, so that helps him in yeah. that sense. Right? Um, and Mears, I just whatever at this point of time. He's a human. He is a human. That's a he qualification sucks. today. So that helps him. But uh, I'll probably with you. If there's if there's more than two of those, of that crop,
1: that's not good. I said more than one. I that's what I mean. more than My one. bad. My bad. More than one. Like, pick one of them. That's fine. I don't need multiple of them. They're all bad.
0: All right. So let's move on. <laughs> Let's get to the offense. Uh, it, it wasn't a bad day again. I mean, last yeah. night, the Pirates came out hitting, of course, all in that one inning for the most part. Today, nine hits, four walks, just five strikeouts. Like It wasn't a bad showing for the offense. Um, only one guy had multiple hits, Diego Castillo, of all people. Uh, but, hey, the offense did their job. The Pirates won five to three. Anything stand out to you today offensively?
1: No. Mainly because, like, I don't care about Miguel Andujar. His three hits did nothing for me. He's not a good baseball player. I don't really need to watch him play much more. Um, Aside from that, O'Neill Cruz finishes the year above average at the plate, which is actually pretty incredible considering how god-awful he was for such a long stretch of time. And now I can say it. He was so bad. Like, he was awful he finished a year above average with 17 freaking homers imagine if he just slightly figures it out right aside from that i don't i mean whatever diego castillo Yeah. Juwan you want bay eh. like he he put the he had a good approach there i think actually actually to reel it in from my like super negativity i do think bay is very useful and we saw it with runners in scoring position. He was—he's got really good bat-to-ball skills, and it's gonna play really well. Marcano—I have no desire to watch that guy play another major league baseball game ever. He sucks ass. He did have a hit. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. He's he so bad. Air. He is bad. Um, and then from that, Diego sucks. Uh. Swinsky is good at home and who else played today? I mean,
0: Newman played today. Went one for four. Also had a really good play defensively.
1: Yeah. So Newman's going to be an interesting case study over the offseason. I don't really know that I want to dive into him today, but we'll talk, I'm sure, a lot about Kevin Newman.
0: If you've watched our group chat, you'll know that Jim and I differ very vastly. And I'm on the side of Newman's not a power next year, but it simply is attached to Bay. There's just to me too many middle infielders that you need to give playing time to there's you have heading into next year. There's obviously O'Neill Cruz. He's there. And to me, Castro has supplanted himself that he is your second baseman. next year. like he hasn't done enough. He's done everything he can to that's his job to lose now. And here we are talking about Rodolfo Castro, that he's your second baseman. Good on him, but with that said, there's also Bay here, and he needs to play appearances. So he's going to be your middle infield guy. He's going to play center field. If Newman's here, he's just clogging that up, and that's just going to hinder development of Bay. And I don't, I don't want that. Take your veterans elsewhere. Get him at your corner outfielders, your DH, your first baseman, your catcher. It just is what it is. It's center in the middle infield. Like that's your guys. I'm not paying. I'm not paying Newman again, I'll be at four million dollars or whatever. Like I'm not paying Newman four million dollars to get the minimal plate appearances and hinder development other guys where he's just to me more valuable if I'm hoping to trade him. I'm hoping to spin what he did right now. Send him to the angels.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I have thoughts on the whole thing, but it's more like we'll talk about it in the offseason. I don't sure. want to I don't want to bury our podcast and Kevin Newman talk tonight. But I do have thoughts on the whole thing. We'll discuss later.
0: Perfect. Um, I I guess I just, so to touch on, because we're going to talk, so to bring it back up, though, with Anduar, he did have three hits today. The three hits does give him his slash line. We got a slash line now. Final slash for his Pirates tenure of nine games. 250, 275, 472. It was much, much worse before that getting into today's game. But, of course, with only nine-game sample size, one game means a lot. Uh, which, again, is also why we've said these nine games are meaningless. What ends up? Because beforehand he was batting, what, 187? And now he's batting 250 because of one game. So that's how much this sample size means, Yeah. which it doesn't. Um. But, again, you've answered it. Does this change anything to me? No. no it doesn't. Um. And honestly, again. We'll honestly though, all season,
1: watching more anduhar leads me more into the camp of, I want nothing to do with him. There's just not enough positional versatility with him. I, he's a bad corner outfielder that is behind a like top two second baseman in the league, or third baseman, I'm sorry, and a guy that really hasn't played first base and doesn't have the bat to carry that position. So he's just kind of a guy that I have no desire in watching him be on this team.
0: And on top of that, I feel like the fact that they didn't even try and attempt to play him at first base, like even give him potentially they some play more They played Diego
1: Castile there today.
0: That's where I'm at. So clearly he's no first base plans. So it makes him even more limited. Yeah. It's basically going to be your DH if he plays and then potentially like a left field replacement. I would hope so. And to me, that just wastes a roster spot on an actual veteran that you need.
1: No, I'm completely with you. I just don't see the value in him being on this team. Um, I, He looked fine in his limited time. Just not a guy I really care to keep around. He's not a guy that this type of ball club needs to have.
0: I'm with you. Again, we can be wrong, but we have our actual reasons of why and proof of why um and it, this is what it is but anyways yeah so that's where miguel Andor ends up finishing out his pirates debut um but you look at his overall season of course with his past four seasons it's still very 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 bad
1: and that's that's before we get to the offseason talk of the roster crunch it's about to happen again yeah he said guys you don't need Moving on.
0: Move on. Positive note. So another thing to talk about O'Neill Cruz about, because let's talk O'Neill Cruz because he's exciting, and that's why you want to watch, even when he's very, very bad, he's very exciting yeah. and he has a lot of tools. Um, another thing to point out, though, so again, we keep going back to the August 28th date, which is when he started leading off, right, which was a big turnaround. Today he collected his 14th walk in that time span, 31 games. So remember we are talking about how he never collected a, a walk in his first 50 at-bats? Now he's doing that. Also, as a matter of fact, in his last – oh, damn, did I clear that out already? No, I didn't. Probably. In his last 10 games since September 23rd, today he had his six strikeouts. Ten games, only six strikeouts, also six walks in that time frame. Pretty good. Again, it's just these, these things that you keep seeing keep adding up. You knew the tools were there. Now he's doing these other things better. He's still not a complete package. But now heading into this off season, like I'm just super, super, super excited about Ono Cruz for 2023. Because Jim, who's not on the show because he doesn't work, said in our group text today. Like this was bad. You know, like at O'Neill Cruz is like basically worse, right? He didn't have a good season overall. It's still basically two and a half four production.
1: <laughs> Over the course of the year? So we're talking yeah. about, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I looked earlier, I think Fangraphs been at like one point three. Um, oh, so maybe it's maybe it's closer to three war because I last I
0: saw it was like one point one. Well, I mean, we're that like was... ninety
1: games with them, so probably about two and a half. Okay. Um. But yeah. Like, and that's even with playing, not, not great defense analytic wise. Definitely, a lot of errors, a lot of things that D cleaned up, and also just being absolutely. Abysmal at the plate for a good stretch of this year. Like people were taught like people had a right to talk about him being sent down. Like there we, was an actual there was an actual we, thought that he might We talked about you down. and I. You and I. I don't think we thought that he needed to be, but there were legitimate arguments to be made about sending him down.
0: We had a post-game show. That bad where you and I said, I don't want to be the first to say it because we know what comes around with the O'Neill Cruz talk, right? Yeah. Um, and we've always been on the other side of it. Like he needs to be here and playing, but you and I both talked and discussed that. I'm not here to say he needs to be sent down. However, there is a definite argument to be made. To Talk about it is rightfully so at this point in time. I, I can have a discussion now. Does he need to be sent back down maybe for two weeks? Just get his head clear, relax a little, then come back up. I'm not opposed to that. They kept him up, and hey, things started clicking for him, so that's good. But at any rate, this season, which is very polarizing because he had a very, very piss-poor first part of it, which again, we we identified it was bad. Results have to come. Then they came, and boy, did they come. I don't know the result, the final numbers were, but I mean, he's been basically hanging around like a 150 weight runs created plus since being in that lead-up spot. Final, he's at 106, I believe. Well, what oh, I mean course, is yeah. oh, I that wish. final stretch. Um, yeah. Again, I keep going back to August 28th when he goes into the leadoff yeah. spot, what his numbers are. And there's a reason why I do August 28th because that's the fundamental change. It's not just the arbitrary like September 1st. Like yeah. August 28th is when he went into the leadoff role. Um, and, and yes, I don't know what the final numbers are, but again, he's been basically, yeah, Connor says 153. Uh, I'm sure again, like I have to tell you, it's going to change a bit, but he's basically hovering around 150. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a three war player, buddy. You're talking about a five war shortstop or more. Not saying that's sustainable and going to hold up, but that's what that is.
1: It's something to be excited about. Like, we're not, he's not limping into the offseason. No. He went into the offseason really strong. Uh, we saw a legitimate turnaround. Next year, if he's not hitting in the top three, we riot. Oh,
0: boy, we riot. We're oh we're boy. not doing this. this. We're not
1: doing this whole thing where we're going to let him ease into things. No, he's in the top three of the order. I don't care what place you want to put him. Put him somewhere up the top three or we riot. I don't care if a lefty's on the mound. I don't care if it's freaking prime Clayton Kershaw. Put him in the top three.
0: And this isn't a situation that we've been teetering with. if the if the pirates if he is or isn't they failed or succeeded at one point or another. Because here's the thing: we damn well know they're not gonna add any free agents worth putting Ono Cruz out of the top three. So correct. If he's not in the top three, we ride. Oh, I will. We did we didn't get that Russell Russell Wilson, right? We didn't get his video, but we change it. So if we ride, we ride. <laughs>
1: You ever done anything? Let's dangerous? ride. <laughs> no, but, like, if if he is not hitting in one of the top three positions next year, every day, I will fully agree with everything that Stilo and Kevin say on Twitter. That's as yeah. politely as I can put it.
0: That sounds good. What is this noise? Outside of that, again, I... It's very small sample. We ought to understand that. But I was puzzled why Bay didn't make his debut earlier enough in the season with all the trash that's been in the Pirates organization playing every day. Um, in the short time I've seen him, I, again, like the tools, like I like what Bay presents as a baseball player. So I'm, I'm also heading into this offseason knowing that Cruz and the way he did, Castro surprisingly became the player that he became and ended the way he did. And now that there is Bay, like this middle infield looks, looks competent. and that's without the middle infield that you're hoping for, Paguero and Nick Gonzalez, which they've kind of gone the other way. So this has been very, very helpful that Bay and um, Castro have become the player. Well, I'm not going to say become.
1: Neither yeah. of them
0: really became anything as of yet, but what you're seeing out of them. It's it's yeah it's I, positive.
1: We we have seen some strides, especially out of Castro. Like Cruz, for ex- we we're still not all the way there yet, Um, but we saw enough. I think that we're very encouraged by him. Castro, on the other hand, is a guy that I think you he kind he definitely opened your eyes because I know coming into this year I was. I was not interested in Rodolfo Castro at all. Mm -mm. I thought he was max a utility player. I think there, I think there might be something there with him as a starter. I still don't know if he is completely, but he's certainly a guy that you can use on your ball club. Um, And like you mentioned, the middle infield depth is there. So, I said it earlier. Like they're not that far. They're really not that far. If they can just like do a few things correctly. Yeah. Just show a little bit, put a little effort in. You're not that far.
0: I'm with you. I just have to go back on this comment. Cause I, I, I love it, but going back to the whole re-riot thing, the, the hands around PNC, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. If Cruz isn't that top three hands around PNC is coming back. Um. Hey, man. This season stunk, but there was there were certainly positives around it. There really were. It it just stinks. And I guess to kind of go back to on comments, Ben Charrington said, like you know, they're asked why would you go to the game, and he's like, well, you know, part of the fun is watching the development and watching these guys grow and the fruition of the team and such. And and not like the thing is, I get that. The problem was you surrounded all that. With terrible, terrible baseball players that it just outweighed people wanting to see that. So, like, there were positives. It just overall, it sucked. And hey, it's hundred losses. Like, there's proof that it sucked. clearly stunk. There's a reason why you have the best odds for the one draft pick next year. It's because the, the year sucked. But yes, there were positives. And I know we we're overly critical on some things and you know pessimistic on some things. But I mean, we, credit where credit's due. A lot of times, I'm try to keep it fair. There was a lot of positives too we did talk about, but I just really hope that this upcoming season that we don't have to endure what we just did. Yeah, Cruz is good, here's XYZ, but we lost and here's why it was terrible and
1: so my thoughts on the season now that we're finally wrapped up with it. I it's certainly more encouraging than our last two years of this. Um, but my big, it's probably, it's not probably, it is the most frustrating of the three because it didn't have to be like this. We didn't need to wait until August and September to see these guys. We didn't need four months of Josh van meter, three months of Yoshi. We didn't need all this. We didn't need two months of Ronzi and triple A. None of this had to happen, but they made it that way. So I, I it, it's probably the most encouraging of the three because there's finally something to look forward to. But it's by far the most frustrating because we should be going into the next year with more of an idea of who these guys are. Mm-hmm. Instead, we just have a slight encouragement based upon what happened in the last month or two.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm with you. We don't have to harp too much on this because the people know we've we've yeah, talked it, about this my, 162 times oh. this year. Basically, no, I get you, but it, it's right, and it's it, like what stinks is the conversation we're having today and like probably the next three weeks of this off season. If you go to listen to our shows a year ago, it's probably going to be the same thing. That's just what was so disappointing about this year. They didn't have to be this bad. You could see. The future's coming. It's close. So let's start getting there. Let's start surrounding this team with good, productive players because everyone that's on this ball club has seen nothing but losing. You know, again, like when you talk about Brian Reynolds and he's been here for how long, it's been nothing but losing seasons. Do you you want your leaders to not know how to win? That's kind of a problem. No one in this clubhouse knows how to win. They haven't been there before. So let's start getting those guys in. That's what we talk about the roles when we do at times they're bad too, but you know what? They have guys in there that know how to do it. And they've been there before. Let them teach, let them teach the way, right. The children are our future. So like, let's, Oh man, I don't want to say this that bad way, but let's, let's groom them. <laughs> let's have them have leadership in that clubhouse that knows how to win. They can show them the ropes and develop. So that way you're not like keep going. Like, everyone to harp on Castro and how dumb he is. And he makes stupid plays and all these errors and blah, blah, blah. And okay, great. And somebody can be cleaned up, but also maybe if there was a veteran
1: guy to say, Hey kid, let me pull you aside. Maybe that could help. him. At some point, there's a reason that Jason Kendall told everyone, welcome to hell. Yeah. That was your veteran leader there. Thank God. Brian Reynolds is like, probably have, has a better head on his shoulders and hasn't been beaten down with this franchise that much yet. And he's just kind of a nice guy. But if I am a veteran, if I am Brian Reynolds, I am welcoming people to hell.
0: You make a good point, actually. Counterproductive, like the point I always made about him. Maybe it's maybe they should be thankful that he is the player, that and Cabrian Hayes. Maybe they should be thankful that they're not outspoken. We should be thankful that Cabrian is Cabrian and not Charlie Jr.
1: Oh, my God. Charles
0: Jr., sorry. Cause what if he was Charles jr. Right. <laughs> <What> <laughs> so I now? guess my, my, one of my biggest Our things is like sucks. the leaders that are on this clubhouse are just, I don't know if they're leaders, like they're leaders by example type, but not the yeah. AJ Burnett's. Maybe the team should be thankful because we're, we're hoping for the AJ to be AJ Burnett types, but they very well could be Jason Kendall types because of what they've endured. And it's, yeah. yeah. Welcome to hell kid.
1: Have fun. This so,
0: sucks. I take back my mindset. I actually am thankful that they're quiet. But now that this team is close, let's bring those vocal guys in. Let's get that AJ Burnett in this clubhouse. Let's, let's bring the inch
1: tangibles back. Yes. Now It's I don't time want for bring that. An inch at all, <laughs> the ladies would. <laughs> got to start bringing fans in somehow, I mean, you know? Yeah. Another offseason conference. Even Kevin Newman, like a guy like that. He is a veteran on this ball club. He's the guy that's been around and he, pl- he does play the game well. Like he's very fundamentally sound. He's seen nothing but losing. Like just go down the list. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of guys that just probably have hated their life for at least four years. Yep. Time to go to work. I'm going to go from Brian Reynolds. I'm going to go hit. I'm going to go two for four, probably with a Homer. And I'm going to come home and go to bed.
0: Yeah. Which that would be Reynolds. Probably.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter. They could win hundred games. It's like, oh, I'm going to go two to four, two for four, Homer. Go to bed.
0: Go to bed. See the kid. See the kids now. Yep. Go to bed. See ya.
1: All right. You got them. See ya.
0: To trade for Amir Garrett, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would bygones not be him. bygones. See, same, we're always on the same page. Bygones That's be bygones. I would
1: like. Yeah, give me a little I fire. Would, I would there's love no an Amir fire, Garrett. Man, there's no fire on this team from the manager. Give me Amir Garrett. I
0: don't think there's really anyone on the team that, like, will, you know,
1: give me Keanu remaining McKella.
0: that yeah, bring him back.
1: Where's Kyle Crick at? He'll beat up a pedophile.
0: Yeah, now we're now we're yeah we're now, going now against we're our yep. rule of making the bullpen good though. Also, yep. so not too many of those types. All right, it's uh, been
1: forty-five minutes.
0: We, I mean, we could go on for hours. We're we just could. so damn good at this. We but
1: have, no. we ha- we have enough. Talk we're about. terrible. Also, oh, I sobered up through it.
0: Any any last words, I guess, for our last post game show? Uh,
1: um, October nineteenth, right?
0: October 19th, the fanboys are returning. Yes, Tyler, thank you for adding that. I did forget. The fanboys are going to return October 19th. We're not sure of the time. Uh, we'll start having the nominations out there for you guys to to nominate and, and the voting and such. That will begin. Should we also tease something that's coming this offseason? I know you kind of did.
1: I do think we should. Do you want to tease it? No, you do it because I already teased it on Twitter. I, I guess – I don't know how to tease it quite yet. Because I that's, don't quite know that's how you're going to. I don't know how we're doing this yet.
0: Same. We just know we have to, and it has to be yeah. soon. We just haven't put enough you know time what? into it. So let's. Okay. okay.
1: If anybody listening is interested in doing post game shows next year, get in any of our DMs, mine, Donardo, Jim. Not Jim. Well, Jim might be the fairest of us all get it just reach out to us we might have some we will have something in store in the off season if you have any interest in doing a post game show just not every night if you want to do it maybe a couple times a week whatever you want to do reach out to us we might have something going on here this off season
0: yeah if you have interest in joining NS9
1: doing some post game
0: shows let us know. There's no guarantees, but again, there's something brewing, and you can be part of that to potentially be part of NS9 doing post-game shows. So, uh, so yeah. <laughs> why do Anthony you think we the biggest challenge? Anthony. Is anyone hosting this post-game show even interested? So maybe that's why we're asking others, because we're not. know. Yeah. we are. Why it's do you just, think we're asking? It's kind of a grind for three people. So we want to expand some things um, (laughs) and and also it gives it gives potential for other things. We're always looking to grow, expand, do different things, you know, like we don't just do this type of stuff. Again, we're hosting a fanboys. We got Starbucks. We got this on live. Uh, So, so yes, that's uh, if you're interested, let us know.
1: Yeah. Cool. 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 I mean, if if you want to deal with me, good luck. I don't. It'll be fun. We're gonna have a fun off season, Denardo. It's gonna that be a fun are. off season, regardless.
0: That we are. I can guarantee that. That's the other thing too. Yeah, like if you know me, it's off season time. Like I, this is my my favorite time, if it makes sense. Especially when the Pirates aren't good. You know, I I enjoy off season, and especially it's, it makes these shows better. You can talk about way more stuff and not just sad, pathetic things that happened can make things up which is what i i guess actually some other brands uh that talk about the pirates do anyways they make things up also we just can be factual when we make it up but uh <laughs> with that said let's get out of here all right yeah no lockout this time we are out thank you all for watching thank you all for watching all season long as well when are we, we gonna be back Leonardo? we won't be back tomorrow
1: thank god it's like my boss
0: just gave me a day off um, I'll say this: Jim and I have missed two Starbucks this week. If you've caught that, uh, I think our next return will be Jim and I doing a Starbucks. I just don't know when. It might be our normal scheduled Monday.
1: Aside from that, you probably might you might see all three of us next Thursday.
0: So, like our regularly scheduled NS9 lives will start to return. We have not done that in a long time. I know, and not in the way that we normally do them either. No. So, NS9 lives will return. And I'm not even sure they'll be on Thursdays because yeah, I think we're going to look into changing the date on NS9 Labs to be Wednesdays, also because would, of football. All aboard that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, again, some changes. We'll change up the scheduling on some things. Of course, there's less shows, but we'll still have them in different type of shows. And, again, if you're interested in joining, let us know.
1: And if you're you like sports betting, don't watch me on Tuesdays.
0: Don't. Don't watch NS9 Bets at all.
1: I would not blame any of you because I know Cody you and Tyler. don't watch, and it's probably a waste of your time.
0: But that's probably your next show. Next Tuesday is when you're- That your is turn. my
1: next show. I will be back next Tuesday. But I get a nice little like five day weekend.
0: Glorious. Oh, I'm so excited. Let's play the hockeys. Let's do it. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye bye.
1: Peace out, Girl Scouts. <laughs>